the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stocks are sliding as caution abounds. So stocks retreated for ultimately a second day as investors remain wary of contagion and worried about the prospects of weaker global growth in the wake of the UK's decision to leave the European Union. It's interesting. A lot of people are panicked that, you know, what's going to happen between Great Britain and, like, Germany. Germany is a big export country, and one of their biggest countries that they export into is Great Britain. And when you're part of the EU, Germany's like, ah, duh, my good friend, we've got a trade deal. Have a beer. Sit down. Toberfest is on. Your trading partner. I know you're saying that's the worst German accent ever, and maybe it is. Keep in mind, I grew up watching Hogan's Heroes, which was still to this day the most amazing television pitch of all time. Someone had to have the craziest concept of, let's do a comedy about a prison camp in Germany where the American, the French, and the British soldiers will have the upper hand and actually enjoy prison camp comparatively what the Germans are expecting of them. Show could it be made today. But anyway, so Europe, I don't think Germany is going to go, you know what, we don't want to deal with you, Great Britain. You know, you've been buying our goods for years. Now we don't. We want nothing to do with you. So there's a lot of fear, but in reality, I think cooler heads will prevail on a lot of these, these issues. But it's going to take some time to get there. Um, Clorox is one of those stocks right now that's always hitting the 52-week high because it's a consumer staple. And people know that we're going to be consuming it. There's a hunt for yield as yield keeps going lower and lower. Uh, there's a rush to safe havens, and that's a big concern on Wall Street. It seems like the market's taking an assessment and saying, a lot of red flags out there. And, you know, 
low yields telling you people don't want to expose their cash to anything risky. It's not a sign to buy riskier equities, but it may be a sign to keep your your you know money waiting on the sidelines. Anxiety has increased over the potential for the instability to spread after asset managers froze withdrawals from UK real estate funds, and that's got people a little antsy. Uh, there's German factory orders were unchanged in May, disappointing. Forecasters had called for an increase. Um, how much stuff gets put on the sidelines? So do people go, you know what, we don't really know what's going to happen, so we're not going to bite into any big projects right now. So 800-516-1220 calls on the air. Another earnings season will soon have, you know, investors vying for the attention of uh, companies like Alcoa. So next week, Alcoa starts the earnings season. Um, so earnings season is typically January, February, March, and it reports in April. May, June, July starts reporting in, uh, oh, I'm sorry, January, February, March, April, May, June reports in July. Um, So tomorrow we're going, not tomorrow, but next week we're going to start seeing earnings and that is something that could rally the market or cause a big sell-off. No one's expected earnings to be great, so I'd say the chance of retesting some lows are higher than the chance of hitting new highs until we get later into the summer and uh, towards the fall. So I think we do need, you know, I, I, I like negatives. I like the market to have some lean times. So you get the money out of the weaker hands, so to speak. In the Dow Jones transportation average down about 1.2%. The Dow Jones transportation average, I like looking at it because, to me, it's a proxy of economic activity. Today, American Airlines is underperforming down buck sixty-one, So that's about 5% almost. Uh, stock was downgraded to underperform from outperform. So the firm cited valuation concerns and pressure on free cash flow. Philadelphia Semiconductor Index uh, is demonstrating relative weakness today, losing 5.6% is Cypress Semiconductor. So the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index is, to me, a proxy of business activity, and it's a proxy of you know uh, tech investment and comfort with the future. So nine sectors are traded in the red today. Um, that's never great. Yesterday, I pounded the low 10-year interest rate. And a much big part of the afternoon I spent uh, putting together documents for a refinance because 10-year treasuries are, you know, falling apart. Now, today, the 10-year treasuries rallying a little bit from 1.36 up to 1.37. Uh, that's, again, worthy of note in large part. Um, maybe, we're, maybe we're overdoing it to the downside. No Mega Millions winner on... Last night, so Friday's jackpot's going to swell to $508 million. Um, you know, I said it yesterday. I don't really, I don't even bother playing with the uh, lottery until it hits at least, you know, $750 million to a billion. So not worth my time, right? So the highest jackpot in history is $1.6 billion, and that came in January. And then this lottery had a winner in March, and since then, it's been rolling over, rolling over, rolling over. So... If you think your odds are, if you're feeling lucky, like, um, let's just say, like, maybe a comet just barely missed you last night. You're sleeping in your bed and a comet took out half your house but not your half. Well, then maybe your odds are good right now if you're feeling lucky. 
Um, it's one in 259 million uh, chance of winning five white balls and one yellow ball. For Powerball, it's roughly one in 292 million. So uh, revamps to the country's two big lottery games in recent years decreased the odds of picking all the numbers needed for the top prize. Though officials point out it's increased number of winners who score smaller prizes that range from one million to five million. Mega Million tickets are sold in 43 states and a big old waste of money, in my opinion. So, anyhow, we got that going for us. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Hillary Clinton is kind of going after some of Bernie Sanders' voters by talking about um, college and cutting costs of college. She's proposing the elimination of public and state tuition for students whose family make less than 125000 Hillary Clinton is changing her college affordability plan in an effort to get votes. Uh, her move towards Sanders' proposal, tuition-free college at public institutions, comes as she seeks to consolidate the Vermont senator's backers in her campaign for the White House against Republican Donald Trump. Yesterday, as in this whole email thing's far from over, as the FBI director was bullet-pointing everything that she did wrong, and it sounded like, you know, and because of this, we're going to press charges. And at the end, of it, he goes, because of this, we're not going to press charges. Um, the FBI director is going to get called up in front of Congress and grilled. Um, will it weaken her? I think we all know that she's kind of fake. I think we all know that she is a politician, and if her mouth is moving, she's probably lying. But I just want to set uh, the record straight. Thank you. And if you want to set the record straight, she, a couple months ago, she said she said no top secret documents, and now they're like, they're like 65. <laughs> so, um, and actually thousands of emails that shouldn't have been on a, the server. So, and then there's the deleted items. Holy mackerel, the deleted items. Oh, but Wall Street doesn't like that. Wall Street rather have the demon known versus the demon unknown. So, anyway, we'll take a break here. You can find me at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Your Starbucks fix is about to get 30 cents more expensive. They raised prices between five and twenty cents last year. Another thirty cents this year. Um, drinks in some cities cost more than others around the country, so we'll see what the different increases are. But typically, in July is when Starbucks raises prices. Another Tesla crashes, and autopilot is blamed again. This crash comes just one day after the National Highway Traffic, Traffic Safety Administration. 
issued a report on a fatal crash in May involving a Tesla that was also in self-driving mode. This crash, the driver stated that this car was traveling east near mile marker 160 in Pennsylvania. It went, it hit the guardrail off the right side of the roadway. It then crossed over the eastbound lanes and hit the concrete median. So Tesla now has an issue on their hands of how safe is autopilot and, you know, for their part, they're saying, hey, it's all beta. You shouldn't be, your hands should be on the wheels. So the Pennsylvania Turnpike has narrow shoulders and concrete medians that leave little margin for error. And, you know, there's not enough evidence right now, but it looks like Tesla's autopilot malfunctioned. So some of these malfunctions are going to happen, right? And some of them don't have to happen. Tesla says that autopilot, you know, you have to acknowledge that the system is an assist feature that requires a driver to keep both hands on the wheel at all times. So uh, we'll see how that plays out as far as somehow I, I imagine attorneys are going to get involved, right? One analyst out at EBS is saying buy gold. He thinks it goes to $1,400 an ounce. Now, that may sound like a winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? But when you see where gold is, you're like, hey, it's already at 1373. So it doesn't have as much room to go up as you might think. But essentially, there's low negative real estate rates out there. Most central banks have lowered their interest rates to almost nothing. There's a view that the dollar has peaked against the developed market currencies. And that there's lingering micro, uh, macro risks out in the economy, the world economies. So guy named Tevis is saying, Johnny Tevis is saying buy gold because of those reasons. Now, on the other hand, the U.S. economy is doing pretty well, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to buy gold. Billionaire Warren Buffett's one of the more vocal skeptics of gold as well, saying it's an unproductive asset that will never pay dividends. Uh, gold has been anything but a stable store of value in recent years. Buffett, though, does acknowledge for his part that gold is a play on fear and uncertainty, and with the U.K. leaving the European Union, with a presidential election just five months away, there's some uncertainty out there for sure. That's gold, Jerry. Gold! So economic growth has recovered just enough last year for the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates. Um, we're going to get a big test of where we are on Friday. It's going to be the monthly jobs report. Economists have estimated that employers added 180,000 jobs in June after a dismal gain of just 38,000 in May. Um, so that's out there as far as stories go. 800-516-1220. Bankrate.com came out with a study on cars. And they found that, you know, most Americans can't afford a new vehicle. More c- cars are becoming more expensive. Average price of a new car in 2016 is about 34000 Bankrate did the survey, and they calculated an affordable purchase price for major cities using median incomes. In lower-income cities, affordable purchase prices for a typical family are far below the average cost of a new car. Median income in Hartford, Connecticut is about 29000 so an affordable purchase price is about 8000 about a quarter of the cost of a new car. So um, it's worthy of, you know, it's throwing it out there, you know, as far as... We're seeing more and more people want new cars, right? Um, 
auto leases are becoming so popular now because they offer lower payments than a traditional car loan, but leases account for more than 30% of new car transactions as of the first quarter. Longer-term loans carry risks. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau warns borrowers to take out long-term loans and end up paying more for the car overall. And also run a greater risk of being upside down on the loans, meaning owing more than the car is worth. When's the best time to shop for a new car? Um, car sales bound on holiday weekends like 4th of July. Uh, there's less traffic to deal with when taking test drives, and sales representatives have more time to answer your questions. So you may just want to pick a, a weekday when you have time. Because that's going to give you the ability to talk and, you know, buy what's right for you versus, oh, you want to test drive? I'll go get it. But there's five people right behind you. So typically the best time to buy a new car, if you're going to, would be late summer or early fall. Uh, because that model year, it's 2016, is the clock is ticking on 2016 and they want to get it off the lot. Financing is, is a pain in the butt with buying new cars. People are often diligent about doing research of the type of car they want, but they don't do a lot of homework on the financing. Um, the Consumer Financial Bureau has helped consumers comparison shop. There's an auto loan shopping sheet that can calculate the total cost of a car loan and help you compare offers. Uh, I recently did a loan where I asked my bank, I asked my credit union, and I asked another bank to bid on my loan. And you're saying, that's crazy because you now you just had three companies do a credit check on you. It's actually just one. If you do a credit check on like autos or homes, um, it's a similar type of, of loan. So they lump it in as just one. But the, the deals offered to me were astoundingly different. Um, I just started redoing a mortgage refinance with my friend Tony Mendez. Uh, as interest rates dropped last week to an aggressively low level. The Brexit bonus to the U.S. homeowners is well underway. Sharp drop in mortgage interest rates is putting more money in our pockets. Um, I had a 3.85% mortgage, and I got it dropped to 3.2, um, saving me another four or 500 a month. I'll take it. So applications to refinance home loans jumped 21% last week. Mortgage rates have been low for years, but the impact of the Brexit has brought us close to record lows once again. The average contract for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, uh, about 3.66%. The average contract interest rate for, um, let's see, do I have, I don't have the 15-year. Hmm. 15 years around 2.7, 2.8, so pretty close, the 30 and the 15. That's weird. So an analyst at Needham says, sell Netflix. Uh, thinking that the UK is the second biggest market for Netflix. So they're seeing slowing subscriber rates in the United States and accelerating churn. And then you throw in Europe and Netflix. Meh. They're saying now's not time to be a hero on Netflix. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter robblackshow, YouTube robblackshow.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. UPS has decided to install 300 new locker pickup locations in the United States after a good test run in Chicago. The lockers are used by UPS drivers as drop-off points for packages ordered online and give customers 24-7 access to retrieve their objects via personalized PIN code. Uh, you've seen Amazon have something very similar to this. Obviously, the future of package delivery is out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, record low U.S. Treasury yields are pointing to mortgage refinancing jumping. So low interest rates are creating an opportunity for you to refinance your home or to afford a home because the cost of your home is is it's really a cost of your monthly payment, right? How much you have to, to cover every month to live somewhere. And as interest rates go lower, it makes the ability to buy more square footage cheaper or said same square footage cheaper. Um, um, you know, rates fell so much last week, I'm doing a refi. So I strongly consider people to look at their math. If you could save an extra $400, $500 a month, uh, that's $2,000 plus a year. I think that's a winner, winner, chicken dinner in my book. Let's talk a little bit more about that with Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Welcome in. Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's done two, maybe three of my loans in real estate, so I bring him in on occasion to kind of highlight what you should be thinking about when buying a home or refinancing a home or maybe even sometimes selling a home. You can listen to his show here on KDOW 1220 Tuesdays. That's Tuesdays at 6 p.m. drive time. Mr. Mendez, buying a home is intimidating. Yes, it is. I remember my 20s when I bought my first car. I had buyer's remorse. I had panic. Um, you know, going through a divorce, you have remorse. You have panic. You have fear. But a home, it's it's pretty big. The first home that you put an offer on, and it's not quite the home you want. There's a cracked foundation. You're like, what is, should I be doing? Yeah. Or should I not be doing it? Like, you do go through a lot of questions. Yeah, I the first cliche I heard in the business, and it still rings true today is it's the biggest decision you're going to make in your life the biggest investment you're going to make in your life and it and today it's becoming more harder to get uh more difficult to get the financing uh, finding the right price finding the right home is difficult today because we have such competition we have competition we have inventory problems um and you're putting cash over top of appraised value so it's it's a lot more difficult and certainly more intimidating in a seller's market like it is today and you and i kind of grew up kind of ignorant we were kind of like, yeah, dad said put down 28 to 40% of your income. And you and I have grown up in an area, uh, era where people are like, buy the worst house on the best street. Buy close to great schools. Buy close to great jobs. Don't buy too far out. You want someone's wife to want your home. You want some curbside appeal. I mean, it sounds like pretty generic advice, but a lot of people got burned with bad advice like buy you know take equity out of your home and buy elsewhere or or um, buy in Dallas or yeah just wrong advice you know yeah. the best advice you can give yourself for real estate is to first decide to make a de- decide to buy real estate that's the hardest decision know that you're going to know that you're going to be tied to it yeah. and you said it's an investment i say it's a liability you say it's the, it's the biggest investment you ever make i think it's the biggest liability you're committing to paying 30 years every single month 
even if you lose your job, even if you divorce, you're making a commitment that's big. Now, later in life, as you pay yourself rent, i.e. the part of the mortgage that's not interest but the equity, um, it is. It adds up to a great yep. thing over time. It doesn't keep up terribly well versus inflation. Some markets better than others. Yeah, and and you brought up a good point. The, a lot of things that are the benefits, the right benefits of owning a home aren't sold. sold. It's the wrong benefits that are oversold, and it gets people hyped up about real estate. It really is a hype game, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. It's a speculation game. Right now, speculation is, is dying off as prices are going up and rates are going up. It's, it's a lot more rate-sensitive than it used to be. I'm um, because we have such high prices, and this is what I fear in this type of market right now is that we are so rate sensitive, and we're so sensitive to alternative types of financing like arms, and there's no negams anymore. There is still interest only, so people are sensitive to those, but they also are sensitive to the payment and the fact that the prices have gone up and are going to go back up to where they've been. If, it, it's a tricky market. To if you live in an expensive be. area, you're looking for expensive jobs to be created. If you're living in Stockton, you're looking for a doubling of minimum wage. Like, there's little keys and hints that you could think about. Um, I could tell you that my industry, the financial world, has some slimy people. There's a big mutual fund guy down in San Jose that I got to see some of his salespeople. And they're just 25-year-old, just, I don't know, just, hey, hey there, Gus, give me a power handshake and let's go sell some of this product and make big money and have scotches tonight. Like, they're just... I don't know what the word bimbo, himbo, like there's, that's not the right word, but, uh, your industry has that too, though. You just call them a tool. Tool. Perfect. Your industry's got these tools that are like, you know, all I gotta do is do one mortgage and I can fly to Hawaii and smoke weed and come back and do one mortgage and, you know, hey, I used to be a mechanic, but now I'm gonna be a mortgage person. I know a woman who's a housewife and she's getting her real estate license simply because it's a little extra money. And she's competing against people who have been in this industry 40, 50 years, super experienced. She's got none. She's going to fail, in my opinion. With that said, maybe she sells one else. Yep. Um, she's got a heart of gold, and she networks really well with mothers. So maybe she does well. You know, that, But there's some barriers to entry. I'd get into the real estate business, that side of the real estate business, if I had a larger network. Uh, and I've been in my city for a long time. I'm a mom, and I, and I know a lot of people, and I know how to network. You know, that's a great way to start. There's a lot be of people who still because, want to yeah. get into real estate because there is a lot of money to be made in this in this industry. Um, the mortgage industry is more of the sales part. Real estate's all about this. The selling side is all about how who you know. One of the first questions I would ask a potential realtor: Tell me the three best streets. Tell me the school scores, and you know, don't show me a big kitchen. I don't care. Show me. The best streets that everyone wants, that has no inventory, that's where I want to be. That has been Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez has been sitting in with me. He works with BayAreaLoanSource.com. He is a lender, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find more about me at RobBlackShow.com, RobBlackShow.com. If you've ever bought a timeshare, I pity you. Um, not great ideas for most people. What do you do once you have it? Well, you can try to refinance it. You can try to sell it or give it away. You can try to give it back to the resort. You can work with a company on a negotiated exit. If you like your timeshare, but you don't like the high interest rate on your loan, refinance. You know, um, There's a company called Lightstream, which is an online lender, offers timeshare refinance loan. Interest rates start at about 6%. Um, and there's no origination fee or prepayment penalty. 
financing is most commonly and conveniently offered by developers when buyers purchase their timeshare. As a result, they often have no other option, uh, and you get up hooked up with bad rates. So you could try to sell it or give it away. Timeshares rapidly lose value, so you should not be surprised to receive only a fraction of your original purchase price. Uh, you need to be careful and you need to be cautious of any company that promises an amazing resale price. According to the FTC, quote, if you want to sell your deeded timeshare and a company approaches you offering to resell your timeshare, go into skeptic mode. Um, you can try to give it back to the resort. You might be able to exit your timeshare obligation completely, although the resort is under no obligation to work with you, but they might. Um, you know, according to the COO of Hilton Grand Vacation, should owners need to exit due to life changes, we offer a resale department that can discuss with them their options, including buy-in back consideration. And you can try to work with a company that helps you exit the whole relationship altogether. If the resort's not willing to take it back, if you can't sell it, you might want to hire an exit company. Um, these are controversial and expensive companies that cost $5,000 or more to help you exit it. Um, you know, the maintenance fees... Uh, over two or three years might be the cost of using them. So some people just want to stop paying on them. If you walk away, don't be surprised if you get hit with a big credit score knock um, or start getting regular calls from collection agencies. So sometimes it's worth trying to get an exit team put together. Just throwing it out there for you. I don't like the idea of timeshares, just so you know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Google is expanding its pool of machine learning talent with purchases of a startup that specializes in smartphone image recognition. So a company called Moodstocks uh, is being acquired by Google. Uh, there's no word yet how much Google's paying for it. Moodstocks on device image recognition software for smartphones will be phased out as it joins Google. Moodstocks team will also move over to Google's R&D center in Paris. Ever since they started Moodstocks, the dream has been to give eyes to machines by turning cameras into smart sensors. Uh, basically making them able to sense their surroundings. So uh, image recognition tools for Google. So just throwing it out there. It's nice to see some acquisitions in a market that's pretty dicey right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Ashley Madison's being sued by the United States government. Uh, well, they're being inquired into by the FTC. Basically, there's five guys to every woman, but there also appears to be a lot of women who are robots who will flirt with you and get you to use coins and spend money, um, but they're robots, so they'll never actually meet you. Uh, Ashley Madison's had to change their slogan from Life is Short to Have an Affair to Single Attached, Looking to Explore, Just Curious. So, sex sells. Um you know, the former CEO, a guy named Noel Biederman, started the company and uh, didn't really deliver what it was promising. And the FTC does not like that. Just so you know. Um, are there better things they could be doing with their time than going after them? Maybe. Oh, I have a sad, sad day for you. Guess who died? This is going to kill you. Your old BlackBerry phone with keypad. So BlackBerry's made the Sharp Detour. Um, and are discontinuing the last phone to have the traditional version of the company's iconic physical keyboard and trackpad.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Little o o o Um, what do you need to know about this? Um, they did the Ho Hey song or the Hey Ho. So, I'd like to see them in concert, but I don't know. It's Fourth of July. I learned something about myself. I'm officially over crowds. Like, I think I kind of knew that because I haven't been to like a big show. Uh, I don't want to go with 18,000 people. Although there's some places that I don't mind. Like the HP Pavilion is lovely because getting in and out of is easy. AT&T Park, eh, when you see a baseball game, you kind of feel a little robbed, right? $50 to park or something crazy like that. Or transit, which you got to leave the game early. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting around waiting an hour plus for everyone to get on. I'm like, that's offensive. So I don't like crowds. Fourth of July, I'm like, nope. Not hanging out with crowds. It's not like I'll watch them on TV and go, it's it's just as good. But anywhere you go for Fourth of July, it's it takes you you know you got to get there four hours, five hours early, and then after the fireworks, which are twenty five minutes, it takes you two and a half hours to get home. And I'm like, no, no, no. Anyway, the Brexit shocks pushed the pound to the fresh thirty one year low. Uh, that's the big story out there of the day. Um, yesterday it was the 10-year treasury, which seems to have settled down a bit. Um, 10-year treasury, now it's at 1.38%. I saw it as low as 1.34. But today it's just sideways. Um, negative yields are dragging global GDP down. We need governments to spend money at this point in time, and not necessarily to continue to do monetary policy. We need some fiscal policy. Noted bond investor Bill Gross of Janus Capital said that with yields at near zero and negative on $10 trillion of global government credit, the contribution of money velocity to GDP is coming to an end and may even be creating negative growth. So credit-based financial system is sputtering and risk assets are reflecting that reality even if most players have little clue as to how the game is played. So overall, investors right now need to um, not hope unrealistically for deficit spending anytime soon. Um, to me, that's the best possible thing that we could do, be doing. Now, again, that's not, you know, spending money that we don't have isn't the best idea, but it's actually real money and it's real jobs. Um, so that's something we have to throw out there is like really happening. The Fed's going to release minutes today and it could still hold some important clues post, you know, Brexit vote. I don't think it's got a market mover in it today, but it could give us some quote unquote clues as far as, you know, our economy is doing fine at this point in time. We're going to see a jobs report on Sunday. Um, um, did I say on Sunday? Durr, my head is gone on Friday. So I'm still invested, and yeah, I'm probably more conservative than I, and I said that at the start of the year, probably shifted a little more conservative, but conservatives actually worked if you bought consumer staples or utilities. Um, 
but I'm not a big guy to go out and raise cash. If you're working with a financial planner, you should have some cash raised so that you have, quote-unquote, some powder ready. 800-516-1228 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Under Armour is one of those companies that I think is pretty bad. And when I say bad, I mean good. I know you're saying, Wasn't that, did that happen in the 80s? Or you're like, you're bad. Like, and you could say bad, tushy. What you um, about, I know, I know. I'm not making any sense. I've had a stroke. I'm having a tough segment. Uh, Under Armour. Under Armour won a minor skirmish in the war for sportswear dominance when it became the first to sell a performance shoe with a 3D-printed midsole. The shoe, called the Under Armour Architect, sold out online in 19 minutes. There were only 96 pairs available, but everyone was trying to do it. No one thought we'd get there first, so says the CEO of Under Armour, a guy named Kevin Plank. He's sporting a pair of the $300 Architects as he tours the lighthouse the new home of the Under Armour's Innovation Division, which is set to open June 28th in Baltimore. Um, they've done an amazing job for Baltimore, Under Armour has. So um, the shoe's most notable feature is a lipstick red midsole that resembles a whale bone corset. It's something you squint at and wonder why, um, but a lot of innovation going on. So although their newest... Uh, uh, Steph Curry shoe is kind of a dud. They look like dad shoes. <laughs> you're saying, what are dad shoes? Well, when you see the new Steph Curry shoes, you're going to go, those are dad shoes. <laughs> It'll make all the sense in the world. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, so take a look at Under Armour if you're a long-term patient investor. Take a look at Nike if you're a long-term patient investor. I think both work. One's more growthy and expensive than the other. Um, one's more dominant. And, you know, yeah, Brexit's going to cause some problems, but those are the exact type of problems you want to get in on companies that you believe in for a long-term patient investor. Uh, Chipotle, they've got an executive, a guy named Mark Crumpacker. He had to surrender to police uh, for charges of cocaine possession and buying cocaine on some of the worst days of the year last year for Chipotle, so when things get tough, the tough go and do cocaine. Apple's not going to sell any more 16-gigabyte storage phones. They're all going to be jump up to the 32-gigabyte entry level. That helped one of their suppliers named Corvo. Their stock go higher. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget I have an event coming up. You can find out more about the events that I always do by going to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. If you need a financial planner, check out New Focus Financial. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.